Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. we got a loaded show coming up today. we got Bob Nightingale from USA Today at 3.35 to recap Game 1 of the World Series and look ahead, plus a lot to talk about with the offseason and the pending possible strike. So we'll have a lot to get into with Bob coming up at 3.35. Then at 4.06, we got Glenn Mack now from the Eagles Radio Network, and he will be joining us at 4.06 to discuss all things with the very, very interesting, always, Philadelphia Eagles. And they face the Detroit Lions on Sunday. And let's just say I'm not confident they're going to get the W. And we'll just have to leave it at that, and we'll go to the rest. A lot to get into today with uh, Glenn Mack now at 4.06. But I do want to start with Penn State, of course. The big news coming out of camp today, Sean Clifford saying he is going to be or should be 100% for the game Saturday at the Horseshoe. So that is obviously encouraging to see, but I don't know why. Maybe it's just me, but I, I just have a hard time believing he's going to be 100%. I'm not trying to accuse the, the guy of lying. I mean, he knows his body the best, but he couldn't have been... If anything, he probably was 50% at best, maybe like 60% at best, last week against Illinois. And he took a number of decent shots. And it was a long game. And now they're saying, James Franklin, of course, mentioned it yesterday that he was confident that Sean Clifford would be 100%. Now Sean himself is saying that today. I mean, that's remarkable if that's the case, but... I guess I, I got to see it to believe it. I just don't know how all of a sudden he looked hobbled to begin with, was really limited, especially with his mobility last week. Took some of those decent shots. It was a nine-overtime game on paper, let's just say. And now all of a sudden, the head coach and the quarterback himself come out and say they're pretty confident they're, he's going to be 100% for the game on Saturday night. And if it is, obviously that's huge because to me that changes things 
somewhat, I would say. I know Penn State deservedly is a 17.5-point underdog on the road. 20th right now in the top 25. But we've seen how this team can be when Sean Clifford is fully healthy. They can beat anybody because everybody's on the same page. Everybody's got the confidence, the swagger that we saw earlier in the season. And we see, and this team couldn't can beat anybody with a healthy Sean Clifford. But but until we see that, I don't know. Plus, obviously, we got to see much better so, efforts from the from up front, both sides of the yeah, ball, yeah, Steve. Yeah. But we'll see about yeah. Clifford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about Clifford. He's fine. All right. Um. So, I mean, I, all I'm saying is, I just find I'm not saying I'm I'm not accusing anybody of lying, but I'm just saying it, it's just remarkable that I think he's gotten that far considering some of the hits he took, how long the game was, how we looked last week. I'm good, though. Matt, don't talk out of turn. Okay. All right. Don't, okay. Don't, okay. Don't talk about stuff you don't know about. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Okay? All right. Okay. Just, it's always one of the, uh, We'll just move forward. I don't want you to say something that is not right, okay? We do have, from the beach in North Carolina, listeners. Yes, big fans of your rants. <laughs> I guess that's good to hear. They, they love your rants. Right. Quote, this dude's insane. Don't know what that means. He's kind of crazy. Don't know what that means. Actually, I do. But they're all sitting around right now on the beach. They sent pictures. Yes, Julie McGrath sent pictures. Right? And Tom McGrath's there. And Gary Goloshevsky's there. I think I see... Do I see... Gary and Molly Neal there? Yeah. But, yes, the humble servant, Gigi, the curator, along with Incredible Amy, are listening to the show at the beach today. How about that? Well, appreciate the listen while you have some relaxation. So that, I mean, that's what's going on. Now, that's enjoying life. Where they've got waves in the background. Absolutely. Plenty of sand. Relative warmth. Right? I mean, according to them, the only thing cold right now are your rants. (laughs) Cold, man. Cold. Right? And they're having a great time. The pictures look fabulous that they sent. Yeah, took the stairwell down to the ocean. Excellent. And now listening to this show. Tell them how good you think the Eagles are, Matt. Oh, wait a minute. That will set you into orbit. I forgot. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Right. They love stories about the suit because they just don't think any of them are true, and then, and when in reality they are like, they're all true. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they look happy. They look relaxed. They're enjoying their day at the beach, listening to the show. 
at the beach. Um, let, me, let me look. The Tom McGrath tailgate, which does set a standard and has a standard. I mean, it's going to have Tom's name on it. It has to. And this is where it's critical where Gary Goloshevsky, ace curator, this is where Amy comes in and kind of like gets it all done. And Julie, the the pizza dip and everything like that. It's all good. You know, so they have a, they, without the tent, they've got their own beach type of tailgate going on right now. That's exactly the way to do it. And I wouldn't, I'm not surprised one bit based on the stories you've told me. You've got to show up at it. I know. They'd embrace you with open arms there. Absolutely. I know. I'm hoping to get out to one more game and I'll have to come visit. You've got to. Hey, you got to. So that's that's what we have going on today. We got a lot of baseball going on today on the show. We got Bob Nightingale coming up today. We got, uh, I believe, Chelsea Jane's on the show today from um, the Washington Post, both covering the World Series. The Braves won last night, six to two. Let's see. And we got Glenn Mack, Mack now on the show today from Eagles Radio, so we'll depress the audience there. <laughs> How inventive do you want me to be with questions about a team like that? Go full force, man. That's what they deserve right now. I mean, I ought to have you ask the questions. Do you want to know why? <laughs> because your questions would have a tint of hate to it just enough. To represent the true fan base that boosts Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. Have you taught your kids to love Santa Claus or to boo Santa Claus? I want to know. 100% love Santa Claus. Once he's he's available for pictures, we're going to go see him. Then you're not an Eagles fan. (laughs) Trust me, you can be both. You're kind of a faux Eagles fan. If you're not booing Santa Claus, you're not an Eagles fan. <laughs> well, some people might accuse me of being a faux Philadelphia sports fan for other reasons, but well, that's because you love the Yankees, exactly. And today, by the way, is the anniversary of when the Phillies won their last World Series. That is correct. How come you didn't lead the show with that? Instead, you led with a rant. <laughs> that's how we do it. Yeah, but you got to make people feel good at some point. Cole Hamill's MVP. They beat the Rays. It's all great. Happy-go-lucky. No, instead, I had to change the tone of the show and get us on a positive by talking about beautiful people like, you know, the McGraths and the Goloszewskis and the Neals and you know, everybody down there. Come on. You know, instead of, right, I mean, got to spread a little sunshine out there sometimes. I pull in today, nothing but bright blue skies here at 65 degrees. As I pull into my neighborhood, I got Mount Nittany staring me right in the face. All the trees turning and everything like that. That's a beautiful sight. Same here. And you're making up stuff about a quarterback you don't know anything about. Awesome people. All right. So we're going to take a break. 
you sure you want to talk about the Eagles tonight? Reluctantly, I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, look. I mean, ever <laughs> since, ever since, I mean, it had to be a major blow for everybody in Eagles Nation that Joe Flacco was dealt. You, sir, are my hero. Does it tell you the Jets are looking around, going, "We need Joe Flacco back." Oh. We got to get more shoes and back on the show. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at, Lanc- at uh, our good friends at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070. WKOK. Last week, we, we weren't sure. Uh, we were trying to kind of see where he was going to be at. Sean's much further ahead now uh, to being back to 100%. So that, that's, that's a positive. We feel really good about that. I know Sean felt great um, physically, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on Sunday. So you know, we expect to have a, a 100% uh, Sean Clifford this weekend. I'm asking, you have a problem with that? I don't have a problem. I just, I just think it's a remarkable quick turnaround. I just wasn't expecting him to. But how do you, how do you, I've heard seven different injuries for him. Seven. Do you know how many that are accurate? Oh, I'm sure there are none. All, all I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I just wasn't expecting him to sound a hundred. I mean, I expected him to play Saturday, but I just didn't expect him to be fully back considering. It was a long game. He took a number of shots. He obviously wasn't 100% going in. He was limited. That's all I'm saying. If he is, that's great. That's exactly what Penn State needs right now. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's there at that point. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect it to be this quickly. Because you don't know what the injury is. Exactly. None of us do. It- so don't make any assumptions about what's going on. <laughs> That's my point, okay? That's why this show's a little bit different, okay? We don't do stupid stuff like that. Okay? If you don't know, don't say. Right? Yeah, that's how we've always been. Yeah. Like I said, I literally heard seven different people go, he's got a, really? He's got a, oh, really? And, of course, you know, I'm not saying anything. But I'm sitting there going, okay, well, this is. I started thinking back. I said, okay, let's count. I have to admit, a couple of them I thought were pretty inventive. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's inventive. <laughs> like, yeah, if you don't really know what it what it was, Okay, then you don't know how quickly somebody comes back from something, and everybody's different as to how quickly they come back. Because believe me, his ability to throw the ball last week—he mean he could throw the ball, he could step into it, he could fire it, he could do all sorts of things. All right. You know, in terms of the ability, you know, did he when it came time to run, did he protect himself? Yeah, he did. But believe me, he was, you know. I'll leave it at that. That's up to James to answer any stuff like that. I'm not going to stray any further than that. It's one of those where you got to be around it enough to kind of get a feel for it. Oh. 
and you got I mean you got Jalen Hurts as your quarterback you got bigger problems well that goes without saying yeah <laughs> now look and again do I think Jalen Hurts is your problem I, I do not I do not now we can debate later on with the right personnel around him is he a championship level quarterback we can have that debate later but you've got to get parts around him first you know, he needs a better offensive line I think Smith is going to be a dynamic receiver in this league. Love him. Um, Rager, I'm not big on. Um, it's not that he doesn't have natural talent, natural gifts. He does. Yeah, Rager stinks. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. We're back to booing Santa Claus again. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I've I've kind of lost it on Jalen Hurts. I really have, honestly. Well, it's like he'll make some plays where he'll make a really nice throw. Right, you can't deny that. Oh yeah, he'll make, but, and he'll make some plays where he makes a nice, accurate throw. The problem with him is the lack of consistency. Absolutely. Okay, that's the problem. They're not going to have Miles Sanders. Now, there's, there's, you know, outside of Devontae Smith, there's your most dynamic uh, offensive player out there. You want to get the ball into his hands, he make plays, but they're not going to have him. Who do the Eagles have this week? They're at Detroit. That's right. Oh yeah, Are we going to pick that game on Thursday? We'll see what the King decides. Come on. I'll lobby for it. Good. I'm picking Detroit. <laughs> All right now, if you ask me right now to pick it, I would too. Well, that's because you're a hater. <laughs> What made you this way? Let's say my early years of being an Eagles fan. Oh, you need a hobby. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory. Sales staff does a great job of working with you and a service department that backs it up at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Very pleased to bring in from USA Today, the outstanding Bob Nightingale. Bob, how have you been? Yeah, doing well. Thanks, Steve. Hey. All right, so uh, here we are in the World Series right now. Do you feel like over the last couple of months with fans back in stands that baseball has achieved a level of momentum here since maybe about the, the All-Star game on? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know, crowds were down this year. Tennis is down in all but two ballparks, uh, the White Sox and the Padres. Uh, but, you know, even Rob Manford said yesterday, yeah, we, we still didn't make money, but we didn't lose $3 billion like last year. So, yeah, they're, they're encouraged for sure. So now that brings us up with all the momentum with some really good series and what looks to be a promising World Series. Hang, is, there, is there still something that hangs over this, that December 1st deadline? Is that hanging over what we're looking at right now? You know, not really. I mean, the players aren't talking about it. No one's really talking about it, more more the media thing. And, you know, they always get, you know, it seems like everything always happens at the last hour. And, hey, if it doesn't get done December 1st, you know, why not December 8th or December 15th? Still got a few months, you know, before spring training. 
I don't think either side can afford any kind of work stoppage. I don't care if you postpone one game of spring training. I think the fans will go nuts, and uh, it'll be a big hit for the sport. You know, and they, uh, you know, people are watching other things now. I mean, football, of course, been number one for a while. NBA has passed it up. You know, got to be careful if the NHL has not passed it up. What does it tell us about the Braves? I mean, this is uh, we've been able to see some showcasing of some young stars in the World Series. You know, Mookie Betts in 18, Juan Soto, you know, obviously in 19. I mean, players like that. But no Ronald Acuna Jr. this time because of what happened to him in July. What does it tell us about the Braves that they're still here despite not having a marvelous talent like that available? Just a resilient team. I mean, they went and got four got outfielders to replace Acuna. You know, and then none of them were, you know, all-stars. Nothing, nobody was that great. But, you know, they went out and got after it. Uh, same, you know, last night, they lose Charlie Morton, their game one starter. But, you know, shake it off and, and win. So it's a, it's a tough bunch for sure. And that infield, that's one of the best infields I've ever seen. I mean, it's almost like Glover Glover's almost at every position. And, you know, all but uh, the shortstop, Dancy Swanson, you know, he had 30 home runs last year. Yeah. It's interesting. Obviously, in the postseason we've seen, and this has been a, this is not a recent trend, we've seen it a lot where the tolerance for the pitcher of the moment on the mound is really thin. Yet, you manage one way in the regular season and win 95 games in Houston's case or 88 games in the Braves' case. How interesting do you find it that the philosophy changes from the six months where you won 95 times to now in the postseason? How interesting have you just found the dynamic? Well, now there's a lot, you know, a lot more sense of urgency. I think Terry Francona kind of started that with Cleveland back in 16. Those, those starters were all beat up, but he was kind of mixing and matching there, using closers, rolling on. And our teams have done it since. And Washington Nationals pretty much won the World Series in 19 with about three or four pitchers. So I think people are just saying, you know what, let's kind of suck it up here in the last uh, you know 10 days and, and uh, do something. Obviously, you can't do that during the regular season, or be a uh, complete nightmare. For the most part, the Astros organization caught a break with the pandemic because with everything happening, they went on the road and played last year, and there was nobody there to give it, quote, give it back to them. Has it now become a forgotten element? Have the Astros proven that you don't need any of the, you know, any of the stuff to be successful the way they have been successful? Yeah, I mean, this, you know, the, the five straight years now, they made it to the uh, semifinals in the ALCS, you know, three times the World Series. You know, they, they didn't have to do that. And they're, they were doing it because a lot of other teams are doing it, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, uh, and it's almost like the Stewart era. You know, when you're talking about Bray Bonds and Clemens, those guys, they didn't have to do anything. But, you know, it's just they did. They got caught up in uh, everything like everybody else did. And so the Astros, you know, only thing was they got caught. You know, everybody else is doing the same thing. Well, I can tell you from the Jones point of view, all of us are trying to keep up with the rest of you. <laughs> so I, had, right. I, I cheap joke my part on my family. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bob, I got to ask you about Yuri Guriel. I'm looking at a guy that is a pro's pro as a hitter. What's it like when you see him on an everyday basis as a hitter up there? 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. You say, uh, if you went from Cuba, a real pro's pro. Uh, you know, I look at a, a Michael Brantley, a pro's pro. Yeah, this uh, World Series is, is filled with them. And uh, guys don't get rattled. Guys know what they're doing. And they, uh, in, you know, just professional hitters. So, yeah, it's fun watching Gurriel and, uh, and a guy like Brantley. Just, you know, pure, pure hitters. We're obviously we'll look at, at baseball, and there's certain guys you can pick out that are staunch analytics guys, and they they manage that way. Some have a little more leeway. Alex Cora is a little bit like that. When you look at, at Brian Snicker and you look at Dusty Baker, how do you categorize them as managers and how they integrate analytics, and to what extent do they use analytics? Well, they they use it because it's at their dis, you know disposal, but they manage with their eyes. You know, they're not going to do what Kevin Cash did last year and pull a guy when he's dominating. They're not, there's no scripts. You know, they have an idea, but they can change that script. Uh, there's a reason they're not successful. You know, both these guys, too, manage the minors and coach, everything else. But Chucky Snicker, and a guy like that just paid his dues. It's interesting. You know, baseball provides drama beyond words, especially those great late-inning moments. Uh, what is it about today's game and then that you get Bob the old Nightingale still loves. And then I'll ask you about today's game, about something maybe you'd tweak. But what is it about today's game, the Thank way it's played, that you love? Well, it's changed a lot. There's a lot of things I'm not crazy about. Uh, you know, it's still a, a still fun game, uh, a, a pure game. Uh, but, you know, the analytics and stuff have, have changed things. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, Things aren't the way we're used to it. A lot of the former players don't don't like the game the way it is today. So uh, it's different, but still, it's still baseball. If you if you could tweak it, then so we sit down. Hey, Bob, I'd like a couple of suggestions. How would you tweak it? Well, I'd like to see more uh, emphasis on the uh, starting pitching. You yeah. Know? I'm with you. Yeah, and uh, instead of just all this bullpen stuff. Yeah, see, I'm with you. I'd like to see more emphasis on starting pitching because, and and I'm a big believer that if the guy has it on a given night and they can't hit you, there's a reason. <laughs> because he's that good. And, and I, I, I'm sorry, I still want to hit the ball to the right side and move it over to the third. I still want to go hit and run. And those are still things I still love about the game. I don't know about you. Yeah, you still like to see a marquee pitching matchup and not, you know, a one bullpen game against an bullpen game. So we miss that. People get excited about great pitching matchups. A lot of times we're missing that. Bob, how would you change length of game? What suggestions would you give to the length of games? Because in 2011, I'll give you the, so give the fans an example. I'm not telling you. 2011, when the Rangers played the Tigers, the two nine-inning games that they had the earliest were 307 and 308. When the Red Sox played the Astros, the time of their their nine-inning games, the first two were 407 and 408. That's an hour extra. What do you think length of games is doing to perception, and what would you change, if anything, to, to get the length of games down to something that seems more reasonable? Well, I think in the uh, I, th- I think what they want to do is a pitch clock, uh, a pitch clock will change a lot of things. I think that will speed up the game. But I tell you what, Steve, I mean, the, uh, it's come the Giants and Dodgers in LCS. There was a, a one night it was four hours that felt like two hours. If there's enough action going on, uh, I don't think it matters. You know, last night was uh, I think about a 35-minute first inning. 
But at least there was action involved. So it was actually entertaining. And you weren't looking at your watch and, oh, my God, how long is this game going to go? You know, see, that's a great point. That, I completely agree with that point. If there's action, it doesn't matter about length. Right at all, I completely agree with that because now you've got people engaged with what's going on because something's happening. Yeah, I mean those, those games that started there were going along too, and nobody cared because there's so much action. Uh, as long as you have stuff going on the base pass, guys trying to steal bases, and you know what people are so sick of is just the whole home run strikeout watch. Uh, that gets tiring. That gets boring. Uh, you want to see action on the base pass. You want to see guys put the ball in play. And that's why, particularly the Astros, fun team to watch because they put that ball in play. Uh, they don't strike out like a lot of teams. Exactly. It is a series that has a guy like Freddie Freeman. It's a series that has Correa, Altuve, Bregman. Is there an under-the-radar guy in this series that America should take a long look at and say, you know, that's part of the future of the game. Is there a guy in this series like that? Yeah, the third baseman for Atlanta, Austin Riley. Yep. Keep an eye on this kid. This kid. I mean, he came, you know, they're ready to give up on him. They've talked about trading this guy. Uh, he plays gold glove defense now. You know, Ron Washington helping him out. Uh, he hit, you know, over 30 home runs, dropping 100. He's got a chance to be a, a real superstar, a uh, perennial all star, and a, and a perennial MVP candidate. So this guy, uh, you know, this guy's got you know, lofty uh, potential. Uh, you know, I can see him hitting, you know, 35 home runs, uh, 110 ribbies, year after year after year. Bob, an absolute pleasure. I know it's a busy time. Thank you so much for giving us part of that time. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Bob Nightingale, USA Today. Uh, we'll take the show down a. I don't know, down a rabbit hole. I mean, Glenn's awesome, by the way. I think Glenn's great. Glenn's fun to talk. It's just the topic. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't deny that. We're going We're going from talking about <laughs> an elite Atlanta Braves team, an elite Houston Astros team, and in the next half hour we're going to talk about the Eagles. And playing, the slop fest that they are in, yes. Playing Detroit? Yeah. You sure you want to rethink this? <laughs> That's why I said before, reluctantly, yeah. All right. Now, this is a really cool weekend, by the way. A really cool weekend. You know, if you think about this time of the year in sports. The NHL's already playing regular season games. Yeah, it's buried a little bit, but playing. You know, a lot of people actually tuned in and watched the Seattle Kraken play their first game. The NBA is now in the regular season. Great. Right. Baseball's in the World Series. The NFL, I'll tell you, you got a Thursday night game that's intriguing beyond words, even though the Packers may be without a couple of wide receivers. But you got the Cardinals Packers. So you got the NFL this weekend Browns, Steelers, Eagles, Lions. Uh, and of course, college football. And then t- Friday night's high school football. Like a full slate of high school football games. We'll be back, talk about that in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. On News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Love going to right. Or off the pitcher's leg for the out. And the Braves hope Morton's okay. Looks to be one out. Altuve strikes out looking for the second time. It was. And after that last pitch for the strikeout of Altuve, Charlie Morton is going to exit. He got the strikeout, but see how he just spun and then... Comes up with a little discomfort. Don't know what it is, but it ain't a good sign for Charlie and the Braves to have their star pitcher exiting. Last time I saw somebody make that kind of facial expression of discomfort was actually at one of our staff meetings. Uh, okay, um, what? <laughs> uh, fractured fibula out for the rest of the World Series. For yeah, He threw 16 pitches. After he got hit in the leg. How gutsy is that guy? The minute Ken Rosenthal reported that it was a broken tibula, I was like, I was flabbergasted. He threw threw 16 more pitches after that. I I know. It's just ridiculous. That that thought of that did not come into my mind at all. All right. so, So try this on for size this weekend. Okay. Got the World Series tonight. And Thursday night football tomorrow, Cardinals Packers. Okay, a rare Thursday night where you look around going, that's a heck of a matchup. Then Friday, try this on for size. Milton Shikolimi. Seven o'clock, six thirty the airtime at WKOK. And our YouTube channel has it at seven, right? With Kevin the Chief, right? Seals Grove, Montoursville, Eagle 107. SBC YouTube channel at 7 o'clock. You've got the Little Brown Jug game, Mifflinburg-Lewisburg on 100.9 The Valley. Now here's some other games. Central Mountain Jersey Shore, Loyal Sock Warrior Run, Southern Columbia-Danville, Mount Carmel-Shimokin, Halifax Midwest, Central Columbia-Bloomsburg, James Buchanan-Lime Mountain, Hughesville, Muncie, Montgomery, and Columbia, Montour, Votech. All on a Friday night in late October. And Saturday, you got Bucknell Colgate at 1. It's on 100.9 The Valley from Crown Field up in Hamilton. And at 7.30 and starting at 6, Penn State football with Ohio State. 
Actually, the kickoff seven forty four, but we have to listen at seven thirty. We're on beginning at six. Okay, and then Sunday, Steelers Browns Eagles Lions uh, will also be um, sorry. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I think there are stations in Philadelphia not carrying that, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can rule nothing out at this point. These are your people. Actually, I can say that there probably will be if the Eagles lose on Sunday. <laughs> These are your people. Now, if they win, they're 3-5. and five. Right? Correct. So they got a chance here. They've got a chance. The game's in Detroit, right? The game is in Detroit. There you go. Downtown. And Detroit played really well last week against the Rams. So you're not going to teach your kids to boo Santa Claus. And, but you're going to expect them to be Eagles fans. Exactly. It can be done. You don't see the hypocrisy. (laughs) We've moved past that. So you claim. I do claim. I just don't see how it's possible. Rams owner Stan Kroenke might be trying to back away from his promise to cover tens of millions of dollars in legal expenses related to his team's 2016 departure from St. Louis. It's a revelation that angered many NFL owners. This guy is worth billions. His wife is worth billions. Just pay it. (laughs) Maybe that's how you get to be worth billions. You don't pay the legal fees. I don't know. The legal update from the NFL General Counsel Jeff Pastor and the owner's first in-person meeting since 2019 stunned many in the room. The Rams and other owners are embroiled in a fierce four-year lawsuit from the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority, which argues that the league broke its own relocation guidelines, misled the public on its plans to leave the city, and cost the city millions in revenue. The league has lost many of its motions and was denied a hearing in the U.S. Supreme Court. The case has entangled all 32 teams and cost millions in legal fees, which to this point have been mostly covered by Kroenke under an agreement he signed with part of the relocation. For some teams, though, the bills are now starting to run to eight figures, which means you're stuck with Jalen Hurts. They can't pay anybody else. The only way they can is with those three first-round draft picks. That's it. Yeah, but you got to pay them. I'm sorry, we can't draft the right guy. We have legal fees. Why? Because the Rams moved to Los Angeles. But you're not, you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Why do you have to pay? Exactly. I wouldn't pay a dime if I were another team. I'd be like, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> 